Yeah, so I would say be bold. I think that's my best advice I can give people. I think stick to your fundamentals when you're growing a business. Um, solve for the big problems and change the way the work is done. Hello, and welcome to the Female Foundry 3.0 podcast. On this podcast, we share engaging and inspiring stories from female entrepreneurs, investors, and innovators that are shaping the Web 3.0 future. Tune in. Here is our host, investor, serial entrepreneur, and technology enthusiast, Agata Norica. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Liz Beati, the co-founder of Inato. Liz, together with her co-founder, Korosh, recently raised a 25 million Series A round from Cathay Innovation and her existing investors, and was featured in the week number 64 of the Female Foundry newsletter. Hi, Liz. It's great to have you. Hi, thanks for having me. Likewise. Let's start with an introduction. Can you briefly introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Liz Beatty. I'm co-founder and chief strategy officer at Anato. Um, my background is quite broad in the clinical trial space. I actually started my career directly involved with patients, talking about clinical trials and really helping people understand what it means to participate and, and what that would entail. And then from mm -hmm. there, I went on to Bristol Myers Squibb, which is a pharmaceutical company where I worked in clinical operations, running trials throughout the years, and then ended my career there really at the cross-section of the digital clinical trial space. Mm -hmm. So where technology meets clinical operations to make everything work better for patients. So what inspired you to start Inato? Because you had a quite long career in this space. But being a founder is a very different experience. Yeah. So I've always been an innovator in the space, always pushing to say, how can we do things better for patients? How do we get drugs to market faster and for less cost? It's super important for everyone around the globe that we make innovation and in healthcare. And I think technology plays a really important role. So when I left pharma, I really wanted to go and make an impact in a startup and, and get my hands dirty and see how I can accelerate the process for uh, innovation in, in healthcare and in tech. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea around Anato is really to think about how we can support the role of the doctor and the care team. Mm -hmm. Um, through the process. So they're often on the receiving end of clinical trials, but never in the driver's seat. And we had an early product at Anato, again, focused on the doctor, um, where we were using more of the traditional process and how doctors find trials through feasibility questionnaires. Mm -hmm. And what we saw really rapidly when we digitized the current process is that we were still leaving out a lot of doctors around the globe who had access to patients and interest in clinical trials, but they weren't able to get the right trials at the right time for them. Interesting. So our current clinical trial matching platform is really serving that need. Mm -hmm. So instead of only the top centers getting the majority of the trials, and we've done research on this, we know that top 5% of sites do 70% of research. Mm -hmm. So it's really condensed to only a few centers. Oh, wow. Instead of that, we thought we can flip the model around and allow access for all doctors, especially those in the community near patients, to get the trials that are right fit for them and their patients. Very interesting. So can you tell us how does Inato's marketplace actually work? So actually, we took a concept from other industries and brought it into research. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of two-sided marketplaces. We know Airbnb, even Amazon is one, yeah. Uber is another that exists. And we thought, how would that work in the clinical trial space? Could we give doctors and researchers the same access as these other marketplaces have brought and really democratize the clinical trial space. Mm -hmm. That is the foundational work we did. So it's a bit like an Airbnb where um, you all knew the Marriott, the Hiltons of the world before all the major hotel chains, but you didn't know that great 
space across the street from the beach that you wanted to rent the next time you went into town. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the reason you didn't know about it and, and didn't trust it was because there wasn't a safe, trusted place for you to go yeah. and access that new supply of places to stay. So that's the same thing that we're doing. We've built a two-sided platform for doctors who are in research to showcase their unique capabilities, their access to patients, and even diverse or underrepresented populations that they serve in their community. And then we can match them directly to trials in a trusted way where we verify the information yeah. and make sure that the sponsors of those trials have confidence going into new resources or new areas to run their trial. Yeah, sounds great. But building a marketplace is always challenging. So how did you overcome this chicken and egg problem, especially at the early stages of your development process? That was exactly the problem we had, the chicken or the egg problem. So <laughs> yes. you start by adding the researchers to the platform or do you start by adding the trials to the platform. Exactly. And we learned really quickly that when you had trial opportunities, you're able to get a lot of doctors to join the platform. Yep. So our strategy from the beginning was to work with some of the top sponsors of trials. Mm -hmm. So we'd have a lot of trial opportunities to post. And then what we would do in the early stages is use those trials to really get the attention of the researchers around the globe. I see. Mm -hmm. um, so that worked. And, and actually now, Anato is actually split between um, Europe and the U.S. from an um, office location. So I'm here in the U.S., but yeah. we have an office in Paris, France as well. And we're about 50-50. From an access in our marketplace, um, we're in 60 countries. Amazing. Today. So we're really thoughtful around how we brought an access in, in, in multiple countries and how we can make a big impact globally. You know, I think the reason why we were able to get such quick adoption is because it's really solving a problem. There's a, a real challenge to get a steady flow of trials to offer mm -hmm. your patient. And um, our, our marketplace model solves that quickly and efficiently for researchers around the globe. Do you think that you've passed already that stage when your, your marketplace is now balanced? Or are you still uh, focusing on one just one side of the market to, to increase that liquidity? Yeah, so we actively work on both. And our product team is actually split on part of the product team focused on value for sites and, and improving the experience, you know, mm -hmm. overall engagement of them. And then the other part of the product team is focused on sponsors and making sure they get direct value from the platform as well. So they want to post more and more trials. So we're really creating this flywheel where mm. as you post more trials, you get more sites, as more sites join, it's more interesting to post more trials so that the value continues to increase over time as uh, momentum happens on both sides of the marketplace. Very exciting. Building on that, what metrics do you use to measure the success of Inato's platform and uh, how have they evolved over time? So on the, on the site side, on the researcher side, we do a lot of metrics around engagement. Mm -hmm. um, how likely are you to use an auto to find trial opportunities? Would you be disappointed if we weren't here anymore? How quickly are you responding to new opportunities for us? And then on the sponsor side or the trial side of the marketplace, we're really focused on performance. Mm -hmm. So can we actually deliver enrolled patients, which is what this is all about, improving access to patients in their community. So we have a very high metric for ourselves on the sponsor side that we're actually delivering performance. And we have been able to show in the first trials that we've run through this whole process that we have over two times the amount of diverse populations enrolled through Anato. And from a speed perspective, our sites are ready to go and activated 2.7 times faster than the non-Anato sites. So we're really trying against all of the performance metrics to show 
this model is accelerating research and, and bringing access to patients. And that's exactly what brought you to this stage. You recently raised a 25 million Series A round from existing investors led by Cathay Innovation. Could you briefly describe a timeline around that fundraising process? How long did it take you from the first conversations to closing the deal? Yeah, so, you know, we've had really great continued interest from our investors. So um, Cathay Innovations and Obvious Ventures being two, you know, longstanding investors we've had in the company. You know, they know us really well. They understand our strategy. They understand our um, need for further investment and where we would use the funds. So actually our process us went very quickly. So to engage with them, go through all of our free due diligence, I'll call it work through due diligence, took us about three months to, to close the round with them. We did do extensive pre-due diligence. So mm-hmm. they spoke with us extensively about our strategy, how we would use the investment. They spoke to our current customers. They spoke to our sites in the network to understand engagement and value of our stakeholders. And it was really a a good fit for them to continue the investment. And then I I think what worked really well, because we were working with existing investors, is they were also able to bring in some new investors into the round who could help us strategically move forward from a strategy perspective. Mm-hmm. So top harvest capital comes to mind. They join the round. They can really help us with our focus on our data model, how we'll do enhanced matching over time through you know data strategies and, and AI. So bringing in strategic investors through the round as well was a key part of the work we did with our existing investors. And what do you mean, therefore, by strategic investors? Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, so we had a couple of investment areas that we really wanted to focus on. One was improving our data model so that we can have more accuracy in the match uh, on either side of the marketplace. So for us to have a VC join who understood that space very well, could connect us to thought leaders and experts to help us shape our data model was a great Mm -hmm. value add for us in the round. So that was one of our strategic areas. So this is where really being clear on how you want to use the new investment and what you'll do from an investment perspective with that money can make sure that you bring in some really helpful VCs to help support your strategy. Mm, Definitely. But raising a seed round is very different to raising an A round, especially when it comes to investor expectations. Could you tell us how those expectations changed and how you prepared for that due diligence process? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I when I think about how did we prepare for our pre-due diligence, so just getting people interested in the conversation and how, how we could go forward, um, we spent a lot of time thinking about how to prepare um, really thoughtful responses to data requests. So how do you tell the story in a clear way? How do you have the right financial figures and backing to your strategy to make it, you know, clear how your company will grow over time? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, having a really strategic view of our data requests that came in, how we were responding to those, how we organized information in our data room was an important part of the process. They also did management interviews. So they spoke with myself, with the CEO, Karash, to go through in detail what was the strategy, how will we grow the company over time? And it is different than the seed round where it was really focused on how do we get to profitability? You know, how do we show we have the right metrics around sustainable growth and other things that were really important for how we'll grow the business and the company? Yeah. So we've we've moved, I think, a lot more into details around 
our revenue model, how we'll grow the revenue, and then we'll, how we'll grow the team to, to maximize our view of our gross margin and other financial uh, markers over time. So this has been an area that we spend a lot of time in our data room organizing around to have a very clear story for the investors. Yeah, the other part that was really important for us in this round were the engagement metrics for the site. So how do we show that we're past product market fit and that the value is really there for both sides of our marketplace? So that was a really critical part of our story as well. The engagement metrics, the repeat customers, yeah. how customers expanded over time became a really important part of our story to show traction and make sure that was a, a, you know really clearly delineated as well. Mm. And definitely demonstrating a product market fit at that stage, especially if you're raising 20 million, is, uh, is crucial. Let's shift the gears a little bit at this stage, because I know that advisors played an important role in creation that product market fit uh, in the first place. So could you tell us more about how you've been working with your advisors and how you scouted them? Yeah, so we really rely on the researchers around the globe as our top advisors. So if we can really build value for the community researchers around the globe, listen to them, understand their problems and make sure our product really solves those problems and meets their needs, well, then our flywheel will really get moving. So we spent a lot of time mm -hmm. across the company at all levels for me and Crush at the strategic level, all the way through the product team or customer success team, talking with sites, listening to sites and positioning the product to deliver value for sites. So I think mm -hmm. I would say those are our top advisors. It's the people mm -hmm. we're serving at the end of the day in this process and how we're really changing the clinical trial ecosystem. I, I always say we want to be bold and transformational. We don't want to be incrementally better than what's done today. <laughs> so to do that, you have to really listen to the problems and solve for those unique problems in your industry. Mm, great insights. So what would be your advice, therefore, for those entrepreneurs creating solutions, especially in the med tech or, or health tech space, that are yet to raise their Series A round? Yeah, so I would say be bold. I think that's my best advice I can give people. Um, solve for the big problems and change the way the work is done. Um, other industries have done a really good job at this. If you think about banking, where you used to go in and only access a teller at a bank location, to now you have all different options for banking between yeah. ATMs to your phone, to a computer, to the teller <laughs> yes. is still available. And I think in the healthcare industry, we're really ripe for that level of disruption. It can be done differently and it can be improved significantly for patients. So I would say be bold in the healthcare industry. From an entrepreneur perspective, I think stick to your fundamentals is my best advice. Mm -hmm. When you're growing a business, understand the financials, understand your revenue model really well. Yeah. Yeah. Understand how to grow a sustainable business. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've learned through um, both rounds that we've gone through from fundraising perspective. You don't know what environment you're going to need to raise in. Very true. So if you stick to your fundamentals and you grow a business that has the right financial metrics and the right growth metrics associated with it, um, you're able to raise regardless of the conditions. I think that's a really important message coming out of a few years ago where valuations were uh, incredible. Yes. I think that's an important reminder for entrepreneurs. Grow a, grow a sustainable business. Make sure you can go through periods where maybe the market isn't as strong mm. um, as other periods. Definitely. So just looking back on the Series A fundraising process again, what would you have done differently if you had a chance? And what lessons did you learn that you're going to be taking with you for the future fundraising rounds? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it goes back to this learning around, you don't know 
what will happen next for future fundraising rounds. So we're really focused on um, our gross margin, our revenue growth, how we're growing the team and, um, and thinking very carefully about our hires. And we're going to k- keep to those fundamentals as we go forward. And I think it's an important learning for us to actually raise in a difficult market environment, how we're going to need to continue to have a high bar across all of those fundamentals as we go forward. Our biggest learning coming out of the process is it's very important to show that you're on track to hit your growth numbers and um, grow a sustainable business long term. Mm -hmm. So how do you see this landscape of clinical trials evolving over time? You're so close to it. So you're probably the best person that I know that can give me this perspective. And how do you see Inato's role in shaping this landscape? Yeah, for sure. So I think what's going to happen happen in clinical trials is going to be really an improved process for patients. So at the end of the day, allowing patients to access trials through their trusted doctor and care team near where they live at their home, it's really important for us to work towards as an industry and allow more patients to get access to trials. So I think that's going to be a fundamental shift that we see in the next few years is that more patients will have access to trials. Mm -hmm. Access is only the first step. We also have to make sure a wide range of diverse populations have access to trials to make sure our data is really representative of the diseases. And in both of those areas, in access and inclusion, Anato plays a really key role using technology to improve and make that process better for, for all players in the ecosystem system is uh, a main focus of ours as we go forward. Mm, exciting. So what are your plans for Inato uh, with this fundraising round and uh, where do you see the company in, let's say, five or even 10 years time? <laughs> yeah. So this fundraising round, we have sort of three big strategic areas that we want to make investment in. The first is around continuing to improve our product to support diverse populations having access to trials through these community researchers. Mm-hmm. So diversity and inclusion is a key investment area for us that we're building our team and product around. The second area is actually in cancer. So oncology community sites are incredibly important for us to bring into this model more. Uh, more and more cancer patients stay with their local oncologist mm-hmm. in the early stages of their of their disease journey. And we want to make sure they have access to um, innovation and clinical trials with that trusted doctor. Third, um, now that we are moving towards scaling the product more, we're making a big investment in our data model to match clinical researchers to the right trial opportunity at the right time. And then where do I see the company in, in five to 10 years? I look forward to Anato being the place where community research come to get all of their trial opportunities and use Anato as that trusted source for all of their trials. And that will really speed up access for patients, speed up drug development, and, and get new medicines faster. Yeah, I can completely see that. And that will also allow for more fun going into these areas. That's the power of the marketplace. <laughs> Thank you so much, Liz. I'm really excited to be following your journey, and uh, I really hope that we are going to get to what you've described, not in 10 years' time, but in five years' time. Uh, Absolutely. Great. It's great talking with you. Thanks for having me. Do you know a female founder, a builder, or an investor with a great story to share? Get in touch at 3.0 at femalefoundry.co. Thanks for listening.